You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Monday. Mando Mondays. Mando. Mando Mondays. Mando. I always wanted to commit. No one wants to commit. <laughs> Can't trust that song. Oh. JD backed off. I did because I had the wrong lyrics. Yeah, because you had Country Roads or whatever that stupid West Virginia song. <laughs> so why is Country Roads in your head? I've missed Lane. Why this guy. So we we have country lanes. Not on mic. We, we pointed. We have an audience member. Uh, Multiple fingers. So why is it on your in your head? <laughs> well, Point. I'm glad you moved the mic just, over for he that. Just silent bobbed us. <laughs> silent Lane. Silent Lane. All he right. is. He is my hetero life mate, so it makes sense. He's a good one. He's a good one to have. I thought so. So this week we watched Chapter Six, The Prisoner. Dun dun dun. Yeah, you know, whatever. Meh. Uh, <laughs> it was wicked cool. <laughs> Directed by Rick uh, Famuyiwa, written by Christopher Yost and Rick uh, Famuyiwa. It stars, as always, Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian. But then we get a whole bunch of new guest stars, so that's going to be fun. So ready? Uh, let's start with Mark Boone Jr. as Raz- Renzar Malk, also known as Raz Ran. He's in been in, he's been in Die Harder. Yeah, but he's also in Sons of Anarchy. The Quick and the Dead. And the aforementioned Sons of Anarchy. And one other movie you forgot. What did I forget? A movie called Dead Birds Is that it? I am also in, in a scene with Mark Boone Jr. Well, Boom, do, I am the man you who are. puts man in Mando. So, but so, how do we get that to Kevin Bacon? <laughs> because I eat bacon? That's not how that game works. No. Bacon is delicious. <laughs> That's more of a Homer moment. <laughs> because it's delicious? I guess so so tell us about your moment with no no i'm in a movie called dead birds and mark boone jr and michael shannon both in this movie along with elliot and i am uh, a pa on that movie and they're like oh we need a guy to come out with a long rifle so i come out with a four bander and i uh was a really long rifle and i stand in the middle of the street and shoot at mark boone jr he rides past me and shoots me in the chest and oh, i die oh sweet so you've been killed i've been killed by mark boone jr nice by booney they by called him they, they called each other booney and showboat Michael Shannon was showboat. Mark Boone Jr. was Booney. True story. We learn something every day. Okay, so Elliot was in E.T. Yeah. And Nikki Acox, which I can't remember what she was from. With Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Go the easy way. Who's in Charlie's Angels 2 with Demi Moore. Yep. Who was in A Few Good Men with Kevin Bacon. So you are connected like four steps from Kevin Bacon. That's what I'm saying. If not better that, you know, if I spent more time. (laughs) Did a movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Was he in anything directly with Kevin Bacon? Ooh. I don't know. Nope. I'm kind of (laughs) jealous. That was early in my life. That was like early on. That was a wee lad. Couldn't have been later because he's dead. (laughs) Uh, I met Philip right before he passed away. So. Yeah. It was delightful times. Okay. Was it Capote? (laughs) No, no. It was uh, a movie they did here called Love Liza. Did they not you, do Capote in Alabama? Nope. No. 
that's some horse shit. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome no, to film. Right. No, it it's kind of like Pedro not being in the, in the right. seat the whole time. No, 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 it wasn't. Capote, Capote's from here, but he didn't. But he like wrote a- To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to end that with a no comment. <laughs> While well, saying ex- expletives to myself. Because <laughs> we're friends. I'm just saying we're friends. <laughs> Yeah, we derailed this show <laughs> so fast this time, it's not even funny. Right, right like, like next you're going to tell me you're a flat earther. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I, I got to tell you something. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm force sensitive, <laughs> which is the equivalent of flat earthing. <laughs> you're on the other show. All right, look, look, my mic is, a, is a, an e-web. Let's go. <laughs> there it is. Moving on. So um, next stars Bill Burr as Mayfield. Um, wicked. Wicked. He was wicked awesome. <laughs> he's a, he's been in uh, uh he's a stand-up comedian mostly, but we know him. He's been in Breaking Bad and Date Night and he uh created and voices a show on F is for Family on Netflix. Uh then we have Natalia Tina as Zion. She's in uh, Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. She's Osha Tonks. <laughs> that means nothing to me. She was Osha in Game of Thrones and Tonks in Harry Potter. Sure. <laughs> All right. How are you a nerd? I'm not. <laughs> I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, which we didn't do intros because we got so... But, but we, so, so we can't go... You can't guide us around Harry Potter. I can. Or Game of Thrones I then. I can. It's just, I, I'm just in Star Wars mode right now, so it's like my spirit path is on this universe, and then I mean, I have to like get some... you know, No, he channel. just says something like... My spirit animal is not your Patronus. My spirit animal is not your Patronus. He's like, it's, it's, I, it's cloudy. Right. Just <laughs> ambiguous Star Wars terms. Right. It's cloudy. I can't see it. No, no. For, ambiguous is like, well, for from a certain point of view. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh well, that's all you had to say. Oh, uh, so, yeah, <laughs> that's all I had to say. Uh, then we have uh, Richard Ayodade as Zero. He's in the It Crowd. Mighty Bush. Was he really? Yeah. Yep. And which uh, is awesome. No. Yes. I have to now watch it again. Yes. Uh, and then uh, we have also Chris Bartlett as Zero. He's the body, uh, and he was the. But he but he has a connection to uh, Chapter One. He's the ferryman in Chapter One who plays. Oh, the little brilliant! Flute. Yeah. But his claim of fame is that he was uh, taught by Anthony Daniels to be C-3PO. And so anytime there was C-3PO when, you, when Anthony Daniels didn't want to do C-3PO, he did it. So he's like any commercial you see. Th- or any grocery store appearance. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, that, that guy. This is, this is the dude. And last but not least, we have Ismael Cruz Cordova, who um, has been a Mary Queen of Scots, Ray Donovan. And he's, uh, ironically enough, he is Mando. On Sesame Street. Oh, delightful. <laughs> There's a dude named Mando. He plays him on Sesame Street. Okay. So he's not the Mando. He's right. just Mando. Just Mando. But our bounty puck goes to a specific actor this week. A, a, a wonderful actor who has uh, some Star Wars pedigree with him, too. I'd like to introduce you to our friend Clancy Brown. Yes. As Berg. The Bergen. Uh, Clancy Brown... Oh. I just said that today. Did you? My kids brought me trolls and said they were a sandwich. And I said, what am I, a Bergen? <laughs> what? You have no idea what I'm talking about? No. Well, we're on two different ways. Yes, we are. You call yourself a... Kurgan. I thought you said Bergen. I did, but he's Berg, and he was the Kurgan. No, Bergen. I got that. Bergen is the bad Near? guy from Trolls. Who watched Trolls? I'm father of two kids. I have three and watched it. How, how old are your kids? Uh, 14, 11, 11. Yeah, no. Okay. That's not for trolls. 14, 11, 11 sounds like a robot in Star Wars. <laughs> Could be. That is definitely, yeah. 
Uh-huh. Call it sticks. Six and three. Just, isn't that a uh, tool song? Mm-hmm. Forty six and two. Oh, okay. <laughs> Close enough. I've got two children. Forty six and two. The f- so does my wife. <laughs> well, <laughs> so um, moving on. So Clancy Brown has been in two Star Wars shows. This is his third. He was writer Azadi in Star Wars Rebels. And he's Savage Opress in Star Wars. Oh, Wars. that's right. Oh, cool. He is uh, the brother of Darth Maul. Uh, he has been the uh, in the aforementioned Highlander. He's been in where I first noticed him. Really, honestly, it was a Shawshank Redemption. No, oh. he Hadley. He's Hadley, the yeah, the uh, the officer. The just the oh, he's a dick, and it's great. Oh yeah, uh, he has a small part in Dead Man Walking. He's in Pet Cemetery Two. He was Lex Luthor in the Superman animated series. Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob, and he was also in The Bride. He played the monster in The Bride. You know um, where I learned? You know where I met him from a TV show called Earth Two. Yep. Earth oh 2. wow, that is where I met him. You know, straight I, up. I and Freddie Prince Jr. Yep. I most remember him from no. killing the brain or capturing the brain bug in Starship Troopers. Yep. Oh yeah, yep. also great yep. sequence. He was a private in that too. After because he yeah, after he, he was a sergeant and he, he re-enlisted. Yeah. And re-enlisted yeah. and became a private. Great sequence. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure if that how that works, but okay. Because space communist reasons. (laughs) Right. He was born January 5th, 1959 in Urbana, Ohio. He's 6'3". His mother, Joyce, was a concert pianist and a conductor. His father, Clarence, was a congressman. He's married to uh, Gianna Johnson, and they they have two kids. He attended uh, Northwestern University and was in the theater program. He collects animation art. Uh, for Highlander, he said that he made lifelong friends with Bob Anderson, the Swordmaster, for the for that film as well, the Star Wars trilogy. He said if he had not been an actor, he'd have been a, in this order: a fireman, an aristocrat, an archaeologist, anthropologist, a scuba diver, or a circus acrobat. Was hospitalized. Very specific. That is all over the place. Oh yeah. He probably meant that when he was six, because that's how I was all on six. I'm gonna be a fireman and an astronaut and a Jedi and. Right, a circus performer. Circus performer, king of the Native Americans, and like we don't have kings. Damn it! I want a crown. He was hospitalized after becoming sick from the prosthetic makeup he wore as Victor in The Bride, which made him reluctant to don prosthetics for his role in Highlander. Uh, crossing over from Star Wars to Star Trek, he appeared in Star Trek uh, Desert Crossing, and was the voice of something in Star. Um, he was voice in Rebels. That's right. But uh, making him the only only th- one of three actors to appear both in Star Trek and Star Wars, that would be uh, him, Brent Spiner, and Simon Pegg. So that Brent Spiner, it, really? Yep. I'm trying to think of what he was in Star Wars. He was in Rebels. He is the um, the senator that uh, um, Tavis, the the one who was like, "Hey, the Empire sucks. I'm sending out all these messages to get Rebels oh, to come out and okay. betrayed everybody." Oh, nice. Okay, that's nice, right. Yeah, what a jerk. He was a jerk face. Are you ready? Sure. <laughs> For what? The debrief. Um, I didn't know it was that kind of show. Yeah, it was that kind of show. I need okay. to debrief. 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 All right, so the Razor Crest lands in a space station hangar bay, and our hero is greeted by Renzar Malk, who we're going to call by Rang because nicknames are cool. <laughs> Rand knows the Mando and the Guild are sort of on a break, so he's got a job for him, and, and he needs the razor, Razor's Crest. And this is a, we are going to take no for the answer kind of job, so I guess he has to say yes. So let's meet the team. we got Mayfield, a former Imperial sharpshooter, who wasn't a stormtrooper. God. 
or doesn't have a rifle. Like that was the part that confused me. Yeah, I didn't really get it. Right? Like and, he's got he's and got then he cheats because right. he's got a little robo blaster. But like to me, sharpshooter is sniper. Yeah. But he was definitely from Massachusetts. He was from which I'm. Re- I want to. I want to see. I want to see Sith Ball for the socks, <laughs> the black socks. Right? Like, come on, because you know they're a perennial contender. So I imagine. <laughs> I, I I imagine Massachusetts only just being like because you know Lucas planets are all like one thing. You know, like Endor is a forest and Hoth yeah. is a snow. Massachusetts has to be like a. Southy, just just Southy, the terrible area full of crime. Yeah, that's it's like it's like the town. It's a whole planet that's just the town, bridges. <laughs> or maybe it's a it's there's two races on it. One lives above ground, right, and one lives below ground. <laughs> the above ground are giant lobsters, <laughs> and the below ground are the humans, right. I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah, and they're called lobster st- lobstorians or something <laughs> like like a devilic or what? What is it called? A devilian? Devorian? Devronian? De- Devil, I thought Ooh, it was what are devil. We, which one? Uh, Berg. Berg. Devronian. 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 I've got, I got stuff about them today too. Okay. Uh, next we got Berg, who's a big old Devronian. <laughs> oh, there we go. And boom. <laughs> <laughs> we got a droid named Zero and a female Twilight named Zion, who has a little pass of the Mando. Question: Do you think she's seen him without his mask? Um, no, I think he boned her with the, the parts mask of on. him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although those teeth scare me. <laughs> <Just lie. laughs> Because, because you know they've done something, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they've, they've, they. Whatever. Yeah, they made a baby Yoda. Yeah, made a baby. That'd be funny. If that's how that happened. I don't remember how this happened. Um. So here's the plan. Uh, the group is going to grab a package from a New Republic prison ship. Mando doesn't want trouble with the New Republic, but a job is a job, and let's face it. After last week, he needs the funds. And we need another episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Zion does let the Mando know that the ship's crew. Uh, uh, crewed by droids, and we know all how, how the Mando feels about droids, so that gets him involved. Zero is going to do the flying because he's going to use the Razor's uh, systems to stay hidden from the ships. While uh, doing that, he finds a tra- transmission from uh, Grief Cargo. Zero takes the ship into hyperspace. While that's going on, the others are below deck. Borg snoops, uh, Berg stinks, snoops around and is an annoyance. Berg teaches the Mando about his helmet, asking if it's really a Gungan. Um... Uh, Mayfield opens the compartment, finds the child, asks if the child's a pet, if that's what Zian and him has made. Uh, he's kind of rough with the child. Uh, and then Zero announces that the Razor Crest is coming out of hyperspace, and yep, that's what it does. It just comes out of hyperspace, knocking everyone down. Zion complains that they, there was no warning. Bitch, 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 bitch. <laughs> so the team boards the ship. Zero stays on board uh, to slice the cameras and tell the team where to go. The team avoids security droids and passing several human and alien prisoners in cells along the way. A MSE-6 series repair droid, otherwise known as a mouse droid, shows up, which Berg shoots at because, well, the Star Wars universe is big and dumb. And so is he. <laughs> so is he. <laughs> this, and of course, uh, this, of course, summons droids uh, on an attack. Uh, the plucky little group is pinned down, and the Mandalorian heads off. Midfield's all like, great, we've been abandoned. But Mando sneaks up and behind the droids and defeats them. Mayfield isn't thankful and instructs Mando to clean up the mess. Straight up dick. Zero comes in to save the day by telling the team an alternate route to go. They get to where they need to be, and they're confronted by Anakin Skywalker. Okay, not quite, but a New Republic soldier who sounds a lot like Anakin Skywalker. Clone Wars. <clears throat> 
He's also holding a garage door opener from the 80s and that may call the entire New Republic on them if it's activated. That's what it looked like. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Hey, if, Any if, argument here, right? If Obi-Wan can use a lady bick, he can use a re- garage door opener. Amen. Um, there's some back and forth, in the man, uh, the, and the Mando isn't all keen about killing the dude. There's an argument, guns are drawn, and finally Zion has enough and kills the dude with a knife. Uh, they find out who they are, they need, and, but hey, was that garage door opener on the floor blinking in all the time? Nope. Great. Zero says they have about 20 minutes before the New Republic shows up, and they have to move. There's a fight with a hovering security droid, but Berg takes that one out. A second one appears, and Berg throws the first one at the second one. They go all explodey. The group reaches the cell, and they release another Twilight, Quinn, who's John's uh, brother. And while Quinn and Mando have a history together, because Mando has history with everybody. Have you noticed that? He's like sand. Yeah. He's everywhere. He's yeah. everywhere. He gets everywhere. <laughs> but Berg, but in a twist, Berg throws Mando in, Zion's, uh, in Quinn's cell and closes the door, and Zion tells the Mando he deserves it. Things go into lockdown, but Zero is having trouble and telling them that they're going to have to be on their own. He hears a child makes a noise, turns around, and sees the little tyke. Well, that's curious. He goes to investigate. The, the Mando needs to get out of his cell, so he traps a passing by security door, taking his arm and using it to unlock the door. While the others are trying to escape, Mando goes, pure Batman taking out the others in, until it's just him and Quinn. There's a deal. Quinn will go with Mando, and the, and the, the Mando will get paid for and all is good. So they leave, return to the space station. The man who collects his pay and de- departs. When the ship starts to leave, Rand summons a gunship and orders it to shoot down the Razor's Crest. However, Quinn finds the New Republic garage opener in his pocket and it's blinking. As the Razor Crest leaves, it passes three X-Wings who are piloted by Trapper Wolf, Jib Dodger, and Sash Kelter, who destroy the gunship and strafe the space station. Inside the Razor Crest, the man who sits with the child and tells him he told him it was a bad idea. Back in the prison ship, we find that Zion, Mayfeld, and Berg are locked in the sail. The end. Woo-hoo. And that's the podcast. Thanks for uh, yeah. <laughs> that is gonna fall. It's rather precarious. Yes. How is it less precarious now? It is much less. All right, cool. We're not going to tell the audience what that was. Just that's fair. Just leave it. You know, it's the Hitchcock method. It's a mystery. Right. <laughs> Check off mystery. So, what y'all think? Oh, that's a gun. <laughs> uh, not my favorite episode. In fact, uh, in rewatch, I think I, I did enjoy four more than this one. So this is now my least favorite episode out of all of the Mandalorians. I think five is my least favorite. I, 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 I still think I like this one a little better than five. Not no, much. I, I didn't even I didn't even remember five. That's how bad it was. Right, five's the worst. Like we just talked about it. I know. <laughs> that was last week's episode. I expunge that episode I mean, from my and, brain. And I'm telling you, and I, and I hate it. I bet she's a wonderful woman, but she just ruined that episode no, for me. It just wasn't a. It, there wasn't a point oh. to it. The problem I have with the center of this series is uh, it's bookended. So you have you have two great opening. Uh, we know th- the closing at this point. Two great closing, but the two episodes in the middle, the the frosty filling is not very good filling. The cookie is better than the filling in this case. So it's an Oreo. Got it. It's an Oreo. Yeah. yeah. It, no, yeah. it's an Oreo. An Oreo. An Oreo. An Oreo. An Oreo. Yeah. <gasps> we have a new Star Wars character name. Yep. I'm an Oreo. Yep. An Oreo comes from a planet. <laughs> half of it's black, half of it's white. I don't know what that means. Take it however you want. <laughs> it doesn't have a molten core. Just a cream filling. Delicious, that, delicious. That food. you have to expunge with your tongue. <laughs> okay. So, I got a question. Can you dip the entire planet in milk? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's uh, the Milky Way. Yeah. 
beat me to This it. is the Milky Way. <laughs> but it just keeps going Damn in Damn it, out. why in are we out. not doing that? In and out. <laughs> I'm going to get my wife to make a Mando with a Milky Way, holding a Milky Way that's like, this is the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. Done. <laughs> No? No one likes my advertising skills? <laughs> I, I do no, this for my day job, folks. <laughs> and surprisingly, he's successful. <laughs> Ouch. No, because not all of them are winners. Come on. Yeah. You got to throw a lot of things to the wall to see what sticks. Just cook it more. There are some takeaways from this episode that are actually uh, interesting to me. Uh, Canto Bright being mentioned. Uh, I've never heard that before. I guess I, I that's only on the other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was neat to hear. There was a movie called The Last Jedi. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, hearing Canto mentioned, I thought was interesting. I like the fact that the Razor Crest is apparently, literally, a ripoff of Firefly to the point of it is a Firefly class vessel. That's the exact right. same thing oh, yeah. that Firefly had. Uh, that was the whole reason that no one could track it. Yeah. So it's an. It, whether it's an homage or just bad writing or a ripoff or whatever you want to call it, I, I like it. I think it's fine. It's also the ghost. It's also, yeah, sure. The, that's the, what the ghost does. Yeah, the ghost does the same thing. And, and I think, really, if we're going to talk about what's what's a better ripoff of... of uh, oh, Rebels is 100% a Firefly fire, ripoff. Yeah, well, I just feel like this homage. ship is closer visually. Yeah, visually, look, yeah. Visually. Um, yeah, because it has two engines. Right. On the sides. They just don't rotate. Right. 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 Um, it doesn't have a big glowy butt. doesn't have a glowy butt. But then it's... Uh, I kind of like the the notes of uh, him correcting. I actually like the fact that he corrects him that he's not a stormtrooper. I like that idea. It's funny. I just think to me it's 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 it the only it's world building to me. So it's right. additional world. Like building. everyone knows that stormtroopers can't shoot. So right. let's make that a part part of canon. Right. Which, and I like how he, he gets really offended by it. So it's it's funny. But and but I like the world building. Like I like that we have this now. There's Imperial sharpshooters, but just like Cara Dunes, you know, we have shock troops. You know, Rebel shock troops and jump troops like. We don't see those in the movies, so I like that we have We're now putting faces, faces to characters, to, to which I think is roles. interesting. I, I want to jump to the end of this. I had a real. I, we'll talk about this in the trivia, but I I like the cameos at the end, the surprise cameos at the end. Oh, I loved it, Dave Filoni. Right, he's canon, baby. Right. So, however, so just the New Republic just shows up where a blinking light is and just shoot the shit out of stuff. I had major issues with that I had, too. I was one hundred percent like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. How do you? Wh- you're just gonna kill these folks. There's no unless it's some kind of wacky pre. But like, what happens if Kev? I mean, uh, Baby Yoda were for to. He's very Kevin in this episode. Though. He's home alone. Yep. And there's a bad guy in his I'm house. Aware. It's straight up home alone. <laughs> um, it's it's to me it's the same problem. What if a kid touched the garage door opener, right? Right. And then trigger it so you can just blow, well, gotta blow up. And what do they do? Are they gonna come to the prison ship and blow up the whole prison ship with the one dude like their buddy left on there? Right. I don't. I don't understand the. I was bothered by that. I was. Maybe. They had intel on what they were seeing, this space station. They knew it was a pirated uh, uh, home base. Or they saw the dude from Batman and went, he's a turncoat and a dick. Kill it. Or they saw the... the I think they the, saw the ship. The, the gunship, gunship was about to take off. The gunship. gun's hot. I think that... Like, in my head, justif- justification just, just, was... Just, Floney's this thing, all like, oh, up, 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 blinky lights here. All right, let's do this. Yeah. But like, like that thing was like in a slingshot, about to get shot out of the docking bay, and they had just entered hyperspace. I, I think the X wings were guns hot when they came out of hyperspace. Anyway, you know what? Maybe that's like, well, Bobo Squadron, not Rogue Squadron. It's Wolf <laughs> like, Squadron, sir. They, 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 of course, it's Wolf Squadron. <laughs> they came out of hyperspace like, uh, Name we gotta Denver. prove ourselves to Wedge because <laughs> yeah. we want to be a rogue. Let's go, kill it, kill it. 
Uh, no one's going to question a wolf. And if all the directors are fi- flying, who's telling them what to do? Well, <laughs> okay, that's well done. I'll take it. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> that was like, that's straight up uh, a, a uh, Mel Brooks moment for you. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I... You broke the fourth wall, <laughs> but it's still in the <laughs> story at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> like <laughs> it's blazing saddles yeah. kind of thing. Right, or it's uh, it's now now from space. space <laughs> yeah, exactly right. We're here now. I want to go back then. When now? We just missed it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great bit. So, I, like I said, I had real big problems with that, and then other other things that I, I didn't really care for. I, I don't like the high. The high seems flawed to me, and and I don't like any of the characters. Um, I like Bill Burr because I like Bill Burr, but like, I think they st- I think they started out building up characters, and then I think they just deviated into um, again mediocrity. I just didn't find there was the world building was more interesting than the character building. Right. And normally in 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 Rick's other episode, it was a great character building episode for Mando. Right. Which it did that here as well. We did get some Mando bits. I I, I enjoyed watching Bat- the Mando go all Batman. Like he was, we <laughs> our guest is going to speak. Andy raised his hand. Oh God! <laughs> all right, speak, guest, speak. One of the closer. One of the problems that I'll always yeah, 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 yeah. have. The problems that I had with that episode is near the end when they took an aspect of Rogue One, when it all went red, similar to Darth lighting his saber and made it almost like a horror flick on the cuts and the jump cuts when Mando was taking everyone out, um, in right. individually. And making him seem a little bit more than he was. Um, I also didn't like the fact that you just betrayed him, yet he caused them yet like very little bodily harm. They all, most of them, lived. Yet they, I don't understand why if he's so ruthless that he just left them behind. Uh, why not take them out? So, so in response, a. I don't think he meant to not kill Berg because <laughs> he hit that bitch with two doors. Like, and that second door, how is he not missing something? Like, he missed his was he? I'll have to go back and see. I didn't see that. Because, because, uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, he's, he's missing his horns. Oh, is he? They're sheared. Oh, good. T- okay. Good. Uh, second take. <laughs> Me and Lane getting closey. Uh, yeah, they're sheared off. Okay. You see it again. He doesn't have his points. Okay. Well, but like, I mean, I thought he was a smear, right? Like, after that second one hit. Um, and I was going to mention something. Mando being not as vicious. No, I don't know. Because here's oh, my thing. Like, when well, we saw Berg, we, they, they brought back Fireproof as canon now. A Devronian is is fireproof. Yep. I don't know what that the flame flamethrower. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. but but apparently they're squished by doorproof too. Except well, for he's pretty strong. Uh, that he, door, that door. But it's so it's the he's holding the drop down right, and then it's the side blast doors. And, and your ribs are pretty wide open. Vulnerable. I think there's a gap. I think is what they were trying to suggest. That's there. Then how did he get back out? Because that wasn't the that was on the the com room, like the the. The bridge, basically, that was the only way in or out. And so, if he didn't get smushed, Ezra Bridger would tell you, sir, air ducts. <laughs> uh, Mandalorian, a lot of Beskar. Hey. <laughs> also, we we all know the, the the in Star Wars, there's only one size of of air ducts, and those are Ezra Bridger size. That's fact. <laughs> I think it's more a matter of whatever happened to the to Berg. I think when he like rounded everybody up, it's just an unspoken off camera moment, right? Because you're showing them all alive again in that space. So yeah. it says that he did it. My bigger concern is, and and I understand your point. 
I think, though, that what's interesting is Mando has shown that he doesn't want to kill uh, non-bounty targets. He started showing that trend, I think, back in 4. Um, there's a reference to it. I think it's 4, maybe 5. I would dare say he shows it back in 1. Maybe so. Because he, when, when he, goes but he hesitates a lot about killing innocents. So and so he even shows it again with Anakin Skywalker. He, will not, he does not want to kill that guy whatsoever. So even people that wrong him, he still doesn't want to go back and kill him. I, it's weird. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I just think it's a, it's a character trait. It is plot armor. It could be. That's All right. Okay. So Lane said it was plot armor. I was yeah. just re- re- reiterating. So to that, he's our white hat, and our white hat doesn't kill. Unless you're a Nikto. <laughs> Or a droid. Right, right. But you don't give, kill a droid. They give they give him that they give him that hatred of droids so he can slaughter droids all all the time. But when it comes to when he actually he only kills no named aliens, right? He's not killed anybody like we've seen, right? Outside of the well, he's killed a bunch of Nicktoos in the very beginning. Kill a bunch of Jawas, like yeah. no that's name aliens. Dis- no, no name aliens. That's that's no name oh, aliens. So you're saying he's a minion hunter, right? So yeah. no name aliens and droids. <laughs> the only time he, sh- he the last episode he, sh- he shoots the guy that wrongs him because he's threatening the child. Fair enough. So he, so who he old Cannavale? Right. Yeah. So so he, he, he so. He's our white hat. He's not gonna. He's not gonna kill unless he absolutely has to. Right. So where does that put Jawas on the sentient being spectrum? Worthless. Because he's just like they're absolutely dis- like apparently to him they're worth that full cartridge, which can't be cheap. No, no, no. I'm I'm looking at. But he's just like won't won't. I'm, I'm stepping outside outside of the universe. So let, let, let's look at it that way. So it's the like, Yuzan Vong. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Did we already go? Why here? can't we just go with the Chiss? They live out there too, but they're not outside the universe. That's well, depends which Chiss we're talking about. There's some Chiss that are outside. The, there's there's some Legends Chiss. I, I I had a pun. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I had a pun. <laughs> anyway, so from from a st- from a production standpoint, you got to have an enemy to kill. So you got a hero that you just can't go around slaughtering people because you just can't. So we'll give you a bunch of faceless guys, literally in the case of the Jawas and in the Stormtroopers, because he shoots a bunch of Stormtroopers too. Yeah. The Nikto, they're kind of faceless because we don't get any close-ups on that. And at halftime, IG-11 killed most of them anyway. Um, and then you've got um, droids. And so it's like when it comes down to who's he actually really like killed, he shoots, he shoots Grief Karga, but in, in the Beskar on purpose. Um, when he goes to Horatio Sands and says, the first thing he says is, I can bring you in cold or I can bring you warm is your choice. Knowing that he's probably going to go, okay, I'll, 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 yeah. he's not going to put up a fight. So it's, it's more of a, it's almost like an empty threat. At the, and when we watched the first episode, it was a cool line and everything, and it still is, but now that we get to know our Mandalorian, he's, he's, he's not gonna, a killer. He's going to bring him in warm. He's not a killer, unless he absolutely has to. So Yeah, I just, I... I, I it it is an interesting uh, predicament that it puts into story mode, which is like to keep other characters alive longer than they need to be. Is that what you were saying? Disney. Di- yeah. Okay. Lane says Disney. I will counter with it's a kids show. Isn't it PG thirteen? No, it's a P- it, 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 technically a TV PG. Huh? Yeah, so it's a kids show. It's a kids show. It's also on a kids network. Disney Plus. No matter what, it's a, it's a kids right. network. It's a kids show. 
Yeah. I mean, it is the G.I. Joe complex, right? And it's the same thing as wrestling. Wrestling follows the same rules. Uh, Babyface is uh, white hot babyface is what they call them. And they can do no wrong. And then the heels do all the bad stuff. So anything that a babyface does that is out of character changes the whole spectrum, which is one of the biggest disparities I've seen on the Rogue One conversation. Um, uh, Again, what was it? Is it PG-13? Yes. Okay. Clearly making a statement when they decide to make Rogue One PG-13. Otherwise... Um, I think you take away half the crap in that movie. You take away the adult themes in the movie, and mm-hmm. and you cut them out, and the movie doesn't hold up. There is no right. story, yeah. so I think it's just indicative of the nature of it. I Mando's a live action cartoon to me. That's how I see I it. I mean, now. it is. Yeah, it definitely is. I'm, I'm fine with that. You got me thinking. Just I'm checking things. Get up on it. <laughs> there was actually a nice homage to some of the older westerns when you did have the standoff in the bridge that I thought was very interesting and well filmed. Uh, when you had the crew draw down on one another on what they oh, were yeah. going to do with the sole uh, guard in the bridge. Uh, I found that to be enjoyable because of the number of times that we've seen that in older old westerns. Oh, yeah. Good old standoff. Just waiting for the tumbleweed to go off the bridge. Tumble droid. Maybe there was a mouse droid just rolling by. <laughs> they, uh, the, so I listened. So I, I don't know. You said that when Rogue One decided to go PG 13. I want to look at Sith as PG 13 as well. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, but I, that's a very adult theme in, in Sith. Just, it's an extremely adult theme that has to do with. Some, and the rest of them are all PG 13, actually. Yeah, after a certain point. Yeah. Um, that's because they realized the audience had shifted. And right. I think that's I one just, of the I things that's a mistake. Sure the audience is getting older. I just wanted to clarify that. I don't know. Just. Stuck with I just meant with uh, uh, Rogue One is that way for uh, I mean all of them are but Rogue One specifically is for um, to me the war tone you can't make a PG war film it's pretty hard to do um, you can't have any context without it and, and the themes inside of both Revenge of the Sith and, um, and the other ones I think are consequential but the Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One are both very adult theme driven pieces so, so if Star Wars comes out today in 77 like the 77 Star Wars it'd still be PG in, you think it's 100% then, then, then you, you can't show a war film and with context than PG. I don't consider this a war film. <laughs> it's fantasy. It's total fantasy. That's they're not showing the. They're not, but they're not going on the gritty inside of things. They're showing you sort of a glossy overcoat. Yeah, but they don't have to. So I mean, you, it's, you have, it, it, it would be almost like a propaganda. It, 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 it ends with hundreds of hundreds of thousands of deaths that we never see. But there ends with hundred thousand. No, no, I understand. I just don't consider. I still don't consider, even though it's called Star Wars. Right, not counting the millions of people who died on all. I them. don't consider <laughs> the 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 tri- the original trilogy, or any, frankly. The Skywalker saga, let's call it what it is. I don't consider any of that to be uh, war films. I consider them to be fantasy films. Um, and they're westerns, most of them, by trope. If you look at Rogue One, it follows a very different pattern uh-huh. in terms of setting up character base and the, and the just the overall look yeah, and flow it, of the it, film is different. it basically makes the dirty dozen. It, it is 100% <laughs> the dirty dozen, which is a war film, which, right, is, right. which is PG nowadays would be PG-13. It's right. very violent. Right. It's a violence level is what you get. Right, right. It's violence versus action. Right. There's a defined space okay. star wars is action rogue one's a little more violent could have been way more violent than they oh it should have been way more violent. i think they should have gone and said screw it go no for it's an there it's just we're not going to see it it's there it's been shot it's just yeah yeah but that whole scarif or scarif however you want to say it but like with that when the adats show up like i mean that you could viscerally feel oh shit yeah, right yeah, like from the guys on the ground especially they I can't remember who shoots the missile or the rocket at the at it, and it takes across the chin, and then looks back like <laughs> you messed up, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, to me, 
having never been in a war. Like, but that is a more of a. I understand what you're saying. A more of a war. It's a, movie. It's a tempo thing. Yeah, it's the the feel of you care about everybody that you're seeing on the ground as opposed to nameless, faceless stormtroopers right, right. just getting waylaid by the hundreds because of a glowy blade. So, fun fact about the Mando, I just want to share. I listen. I'll talk about it more on the other podcast, which you can listen to on this network. Um, on Friday. Uh, so, I listened <laughs> to a fantastic uh, interview with the cinematographer of Mandalorian to kind of get insight. And so, the cinematographer, and there's lots of stuff I'll talk about on the other show, but one of the fun things is in their office, in his office, on repeat, was a series, like a huge library of Westerns, and they just let him play. Nice. And so every time everybody came in and out, somebody would pop into the office, they'd sit down, and they'd watch a few minutes of a Western to get inspiration, because that's how much that Western motif is very much part of. We all get it, yeah. but it's that. Like, even in pre-pro and production, they were in <laughs> It wasn't space. subtle. Right. That was right in there. So anyway, fun thing. Cool. And I think that motif plays here with Mando not being such a gunslinger. Right. Um, he kills with with purpose. I don't. I don't like the ending of this episode. I don't like. I like the opening of this. I don't like the middle. I, the heist is. I get bored by the heist itself. And I don't know. If it's because it's the sets the same and like it's a very dull set and is. Oh no! It's four hallways. I mean, it's the same four hallways over and over again. You can like, see them reconfigured. And, and it's like the droids don't make sense to me. I have lots of issues with it. They shoot the droids in, in one part. They shoot them, and stuff's bouncing off. And Mando comes behind them, and and Batman's his way. Batman's his way. And then the next time, our sharpshooter yeah. is just blowing them away without a problem. It's just th- there's too many problems with this episode, consistency-wise. Where you've built this world, you've shown us all these things, and now you're changing the rules. It's Again, like it's a great quote. It's story armor. It's what it is. Plot armor, you want to call Maybe it. Maybe they had belief shields. Like at the beginning, they didn't believe they could get through the shields, oh. and then once they saw, yeah, that it could be done, <laughs> yeah, because because no 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 Mando, it was a real space, and then jam. it was like yeah, and then just bam, oh yeah. my guns do work, wicked fuck, what that's cool, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I I like Bill Burr. I hope we see see Bill Burr again. The rest of them I could care less to see. I like seeing a uh, uh, Tweelick, or he called her a Tweak or something. Didn't he have like a nickname for her? He he slanged her somewhere. Probably because you know he's um, from space. But it was nice right. to see. It was nice to see a Twilik Tweelick uh, yeah. that was not uh, what's her name. I forgot her name. Hera. Green one? Nope. Live action. No, Ula. 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 Thank you. Um, Bib Fortuna. <laughs> the, or Bib Fortuna. One of, one, of, one of the most paused uh, scenes ever. Yeah, I've heard about that. People yeah. get Jedi tapes from, from the VHS store. You know about that? You ever heard that story? No. Oh, so people would, they would watch, <laughs> so Return of the Jedi, right? That yeah. scene, and yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone pause it on her. Yeah. Uh, at the v- rental houses, the tape would break, and it would break at that spot, because it was the <laughs> spot that people play, because tape magnetically wears out. Yeah. And it was that little section that w- you would get the most tracking issues. That's funny. <laughs> I had a friend whose family owned a VHS store, or a rental store. That's funny. Boob. Thirteen year old kid, Uh twelve year old, ten year old kid, whatever Uh you might be. Somewhere in that range. Fishnet. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't do it for me. I don't I like me some Ula. Just fine. She had good teeth. She was a good person. She was gonna be at Pennsylvania, but she cancelled. Yep, she had good teeth. That's fact. Yep. It's very nice that she also I mean she looks really good in, in the special edition when she came back. 15 years later and wore oh, the yeah. same, same outfit and was yeah. like you know I was going to talk about this uh, I don't remember if it was on Last Man on Monday or my Star Wars life but what's up like, what like <laughs> it's it's, it still baffles me that Boba Fett is macking on that that Rodian not the Rodian the other dancer it wasn't the Rodian yeah, yeah, but so he's macking on the Twi'lek 
Was it a Twi'lek? Yeah, uh, Minion, I think. Yeah, like, what? What are you? Maybe, so maybe Mandalorians no, 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 no. have this thing for Twi'leks. Yes, they do. Wasn't it the chick with the red hair? Is that how they make? Chick, maybe the chick with the red hair. I think it was the chick with the red hair. That's how they make the baby Yodas <laughs> to populate the planet. Yaddle came from one of those. Need, need a found like Yaddle. What's his name? Yiddish Yodel. Yodel. Well, look, the fact that Yoda was originally called Mench is a whole other problem for me. That's true. That is so true. Oh my goodness. But you got fact. Why are you digging something up? Where <laughs> make time, make time. I'm waiting for the facts. Just, just facts. the facts. This is just. This is. Scotty edit time. Yes, Scotty. Do 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 do. Scotty edit time. <laughs> do 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 do. Country roads. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Take me home. Son of a double bitch. <laughs> to a place oh, I belong. West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home, country road. You ever been to Regina? <laughs> it's Regina. <laughs> Dear Scotty, I'm just going to tell you this right now. I'm very proud of you. You're doing a great job cutting this episode. <laughs> you know, Scotty needs to hear that probably. Scotty, right about now, you're thinking to yourself... I was about to funk's little brother the <laughs> shit out of you. I was gonna go the other way. What's the Talking Heads? And uh, in the de- and right about now, I don't know the rest of the song. Funk's old brother, check it out. That, that's fine too. Why does that remind me of Freddie Prince Jr. Though was that the one from She's All That? Probably. <sighs> uh. Oh, it's the redhead. Okay. Confirming. Confirm. Confirmed. Hefty. Confirm. confirm. Can confirm. All right. Uh, do you want to do a Phantom Free Zone? Oh, that's right. I don't. No, I'm going to throw it in the other show. I got you. All right. So uh, listen to Friday for that one. Right, look. It's the worst episode of the season. I'm just going to say it straight up. It's it's not. It's worse than five to you? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you okay. still got some, you got some, you got some Jabba toads <laughs> coming up. He keeps looking over, watching on Boba Fett <laughs> laying no, down no, the. No, no, no. It's Jedi Rocks. Come on, laying down his oh, yeah. game. Let's show some respect to the special edition. And so, <laughs> I guess I like I like Amy Sedaris in the other episode. I know yeah. you hate, but she's funny, and I like the the stuff between her and Baby Yoda. The stuff of Baby Yoda here is not even. I like he's cute, but it's not funny. You know. Well, it's not called the Kevin Show. It's the Mandalorian. It should be called the Kevin Show. <laughs> you heard him say it. Yep. He has accepted you're here, Kevin no, as his. You're here, and I'm 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 your friend, and I'm I was raised. My grandma raised me better than that, so I'm just saying. You know, it's the Kevin Show. Anyway, um, plus we got a cool mystery at the end of we got a cool mystery at the end of five. So so it's not great, but it's at least better than like. At the end of the day, they, they killed the the. I think they killed the ringleader of like, Booney. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. And so I was like, well, what's the point of this? If you're if you're going to introduce a criminal mastermind and a crew, a team, why can't that be a foil later? And I know they put some guys in jail, and that's all right. And that, it's like you hired these people who are who have some pedigree to to, to 
perhaps have some longevity, and it doesn't seem like that's what's going to happen. I think all of these one-offs, though, are like all every one-off character we've met is a, is a, is essentially a Boba Fett. You can bring them back or not. Right. If you bring them back, they're super awesome, and you can do stuff with them. If you don't, they just live in mystery and, and Comic-Con for the rest of their lives, right? right? So they, right. I think that's one of the things that they have... They figured out that this entire show is based off a dude with the, how many lines is it again? Six, six words, right? Whatever it is, it's some ridiculous. And so an entire show has been built around that <laughs> idea. And so now they're like, hey, just throw some people in there, and if they come back, great. If they don't, who cares? Like it doesn't matter. Right, and I think that's what they're going at, with the exception of certain characters, Grief Karga, obviously, right. and later on when we see something truly amazing. Mm-hmm. I I think my biggest issue with this episode is the fact that it brings nothing. To the story of the rest of the chapters, like there's no important thing in this chapter that ties into anything else, except maybe the fact that the Razor Crest is off all the grids. About to say that's the only thing. That's the only question that maybe someone in in episode or in chapter eight, right? Like you could be like, oh, by the way, we a ship this small does have cloaking device, right? Like I mean, oh no, it would have been better in episode four. Yeah, because she should have known, right? She would have known. She would have been like, well, how do they? How do they? Know where you are. How did you, are you yeah. sure you haven't been followed? Or blah, blah, blah. but we, again, we still have the same problem with the DNA. Whatever those stupid fobs are, trekking fobs. I was just thinking my, about my that. chain code. Yeah, it's your well, DNA we have the last chain. Two numbers because I'm very hard talking. I'm badass. <laughs> All right, so here's some trivia. All three of the X-wing pilots wear a yellow Rebel Alliance starboard signal on their helmets. Created by who created the starboard signal? What's a starboard symbol? The Rebel symbol, Alliance symbol. Oh, who created the symbol? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ezra or somebody, wasn't it? Some of the Rebels? I mean, like Lucas. Sabine. Sabine, that's who it is. Yeah, yeah. Sabine, Sabine designed it. The Phoenix symbol? Yeah. Okay. I didn't... I was thinking the actual Rebel Alliance symbol, yeah. not the the one from Rebels. Right. So originally the, uh, the sign uh, of the Typhon... Yellow Aces, however, these versions have been updated to include a ring of tiny stars around them indicating that they serve in the New Republic. Our three X-Wing pilots are directors from the series. Big secret there. Rick uh, Fumiyiwa, who did uh, second episode in this episode. Uh, Deborah Chow, who did three and seven. And Dave Filoni, who did one and five. It's hard to say that five's a bad episode because Filoni did and you're just like, Filoni. I know. But then again, so about that, you know, you know, Filoni's wrote, wrote and directed. He's got something cooked for season four. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like he set up something there. That's why it like, doesn't. Like by the time we've forgotten about it, like five years. But from now, but episode one was so gold, so it doesn't matter. Right. He gets a pass. He right. gets the ultimate hall pass. Like he brought us into the world. Now season four is gonna be like, hey, that guy on that podcast that I would listen to that one time that didn't like you. When you come back in episode season four, yeah, exactly. he's gonna be pissed. Yeah. And I'll be like, damn it, she's back. <laughs> All right, so uh, Matt Latner, who we've talked about, uh, plays the Republic soldier in the episode. He voices Anakin Skywalker in Clone Wars and uh, in Star Wars Rebels, too. He was, he was in Star Wars Rebels for a minute. And uh, one of the cells contains a furry uh, Ananian. They're the same species as Rio from Solo. Oh, nice. The John Favreau guy. Yep, the John Favreau guy. A Wookie, a Wookie. You ever slept in the lap of a Wookie? A Wookie, a Wookie. Sorry, I just love the way he says it. <laughs> so here's a little alien spotlight on uh, Devaronians. Devaronians are from the planet Devil. Devron, or there you go. Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah, no. it's Star Wars. Yeah, I know. The Duros are from Duro. The Calamarians are from Calamari. I mean, Mon Calamari. 
I was, for the sake of what brevity. What about the Tatooineans? Take, they're from Dantooine. It's weird. <laughs> Funny enough. Ugnots? A Noat. Who knew? Yeah, is uh, it really? Yeah. Noat? A Noat. A Noat. Yeah, that's an empire. Oh, yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like, it oh, where are we? We're in the Noat system. Not much there. <laughs> oh, great. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, look, uh, Lando. Had Lando system? A Noat idea. A Noat idea. A Noat, right? And you can be Landonian. You can be Landonian in the Lando system. That's right. All right. Uh, uh, d- uh, so D- Deveronians are from the planet Deveron, and they exhibit great sexual dimorphism. Dimorphism, it's a hard word. With males being bald and spotting horns, and females with no horns and have hair. They have black blood, have two livers, which makes them highly resistant to poisons. Sulfur has been used as, uh, as a stimulant uh, on Deveron to enhance speed and strength. Their skin is also immune to fire. Dun, dun, dun. Force sensitivity is found in higher frequencies among Deveronians, but they have no force-based traditions. Yeah, they did. They did, they build, they did, they did build a temple there. Uh, Maybe they according to, to what? Oh yeah, one of the it's in canon. It's in the it's in the okay. canon section. So. I only, I only did. There was enough on them that all this is canon. It's all Jedi bunch devil worshippings. Yep. So, can you name me a famous Deveronian? The guy in the cantina. The, the guy that are, looks at his hand. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not because it's an alien. Yes. There we go. Uh, Visago. He's a crime loader on Lothal. Oh who yeah, did that's right. With a Spectre, uh, Spectre, um, the Travelago uh, guy. Good job, Lane. Uh, Travago guy. Of, yeah, you don't know talk about Travago. <laughs> He's that guy. That's all I can think about. He's like going to show up and tell you about a hotel room. Don't worry. It's devil worship. <laughs> it's devil worship sanctioned. Do you, can you feel the force? Do you like devils? Boy, do we have a spot for you. <laughs> we, we only take Mon Calamari flan. We take flan. And only flan. Only flan. And imperial credits. What a flan. Wa- oh, that's a separate show. I'll bring that up on the next. <laughs> on Friday. You'll be here Friday. Uh, and then, of course, the Deveronians first appeared in episode four and was created by Rick Baker as a background mask. He made a lot of background masks. masks. And then Decipher was like, we'll name half these guys and give them I'm trying to masks. remember the name of the one from the cantina because he had a card. I don't think he had a card. He had a card. If he, if he did, it was in... Um, a new hope. That's what I'm saying. The new hope the can, set. Yeah, the, the new hope set. Yeah. But not because most of the aliens I'm came out of that. Probably will take forever to Google this because I'm getting no signal back here. We'll just save it for the next show. All right. Hey. I will remember. Final thoughts. Yeah, not not my favorite. You could watch the entire series and not watch this episode, and you'd be perfectly a okay. Bill Burr was wasted. I like well, real quick. I also like I like Zero. I like the idea of Zero. I like. But again, I think everybody was wasted in this anyway. So it was like it was just a flat episode. Just, it was yeah. very procedural. Paint, excuse me, paint my numbers. Uh, the show's so much better. So, but then now we're getting into the seven part seven and part eight. No, chapter seven, chapter eights. Done. Two parts stuff. Are going to be really, really fun. So we're going to have some exciting episodes coming up that may or may not have dark sabers. <laughs> Spoilers for a show that's already been out for a while. By the time this airs. No, I'm just kidding. All right. With that said, this is Scotty uh, saying, this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. This is the way. This is the way. Bye.
listening to the Mobcast Network.